Hi everybody, I'm Michael Goodman with Artmatcher, the mobile app connecting art lovers, artists, galleries, art fairs, and art events. While we continue to build a great experience, we'll be talking art with some of the industry's most interesting and knowledgeable people. Whether you're an art aficionado or this is all new to you, we'll be here to provide valuable insight and hilarious good stories. Hope you enjoy our chat today and check out Artmatcher in the Apple App Store and Google Play. Hi, this is Riley Clark, Head of Partnerships at Artmatcher, and you're on the Artmatcher podcast. I'm here today with Evan Snow, co-founder at the Fort Lauderdale Art and Design Week and Zero Empty Spaces. Evan, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having us, Riley, and thank you for your support. How are you doing today? Of course, doing well, doing well. Well, thank you for everything. So first things first, I'd love to hear a bit about yourself and a bit about your partner in crime, Andrew Martineau. Sure. So uh, we are both Broward County-based arts advocates, community builders, and creative entrepreneurs that have been dedicated to creating platforms to support uh, the arts and more specifically local artists in our community over the last uh, five plus years now. We've initially started with uh, an art fair that we were doing inside of luxury waterfront homes that were for sale, made only accessible via boat, called Art Fort Lauderdale, the Art Fair Underwater, which we produced four annual installments of prior to COVID. Um, but with that series of events, we were only able to fit so many people on the boats and inside the homes, yet there are so many arts and culture institutions and artists that we got to know and love throughout the year that we wanted to provide support in, in more ways uh, within this series of events. So that led to the creation of Fort Lauderdale Art and Design Week, which is now going on its fifth annual stall. Nice. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank and just you. for context, so our audience can know more about you and the good work you're doing, uh, we'd love to learn more about Zero Empty Spaces, first things first. It's a really cool kind of different uh, program. Sure. Uh, so throughout our arts advocacy initiatives and, and actually throughout our adventures with Art Fort Lauderdale, working with realtors to make residential real estate available for us to activate with art, we got involved with the real estate board locally. And that led us to being approached by uh, various developers and uh, property owners, property managers, brokers, and the like on the commercial side. And with uh, myself having a little bit of a background in real estate and my business partner having a background in shopping center and retail development as, a, as an executive with the Westfield Corporation and consulting with some other uh, big properties, uh, he had developed some vacancy management strategies and solutions to incorporate the arts to bring life, color, and vibrancy to vacant spaces, primarily in malls and shopping centers. So we came up with an initiative uh, in 2019 as we were driving through Broward County and, and noticed uh, you know, an abundance of commercial real estate at that time. Uh, while Broward County has been considered one of the uh, most expensive places to live, in the country, we thought, what if we could make it one of the most affordable places for artists to be able to create, collaborate affordably outside their homes? And we took a similar approach to the model that we were doing with Art for Lauderdale, but um, 
came up with this initiative to activate vacant commercial real estate spaces, primarily retail, to create affordable working artist studios. So artists have space to create and collaborate affordably outside of their homes. Uh, this has led to 27 locations uh, and about 350 artists being supported over the last three and a half years. We've since expanded throughout the state of Florida to places like Fort Myers, Sarasota, St. Petersburg. We've since uh, opened one location outside the state in Natick, Massachusetts, in the Boston area. And we're excited to continue growing and expanding the program, providing more support to artists and um, adding additional resources, including business-focused workshops uh, that we'll be rolling out this year and an e-commerce solution for artists to be able to uh, further be discovered and ultimately sell their artwork online through our website. So it's uh, a really great program. We're really passionate about it and uh, would welcome anybody to visit our website at zeroemptyspaces.com if they'd like to learn more or see ways that they could get involved. It's a great program. And you can also discover uh, the works of art and the artists at Zero Empty Spaces on the Artmatcher app. It's just a great way to get um, artists affordable spaces and also to enrich these spaces and these communities with artists to inject some arts and creativity into these spaces. And we will be open and active during, uh, we have a, a location in Broward County which will be open and active during Fort Lauderdale Art and Design Week. Our Gulfstream Park location in Hollandale Beach is gonna have an open studio day on Saturday, January the 21st, between 12 and 6 p.m. So uh, interested patrons, collectors, art lovers, um, and everybody else in between uh, will have an opportunity to tour the space and meet some of the artists, ask them questions. And it's a really cool thing because a lot of people, uh, you know, might never stumble into an artist studio as they're either traditionally in artist homes or industrial warehouse districts. Uh, we put these in you know, street-level retail in, in places like Gulfstream Park next to Williams-Sonoma. So we encourage uh, anybody that's listening that might find this interesting to um, check us out during the Art Week at our Gulfstream Park location. I love it. I love it. Well, that's a great segue. I'd love to talk more about Fort Lauderdale Art and Design Week. It's a really cool program, a great regional activation, and we at Artmatcher are really thankful to be a technology partner at Fort Lauderdale Art and Design Week, kind of helping to serve as a digital tour guide and direct people to the art and arts experiences with these different partners as part of the Art Week. Evan, we'd love to hear about it. Sure. So the way that we generally describe Fort Lauderdale Art and Design Week is it's been a result of our desire to unite all of Broward County artists and arts and culture institutions as part of our efforts to highlight all that the county has to offer throughout an annual self-guided discovery tour and celebration of everything art, design, and culture related uh, not just in Fort Lauderdale, but really throughout Greater Fort Lauderdale and Broward County as part of uh, our ultimate goal of establishing Broward County as an international cultural destination. And we have almost upwards of uh, 100 events throughout all corners of Broward County from Pompano Beach to Coral Springs all the way down south, uh, you know, to Hollywood and Pembroke Pines and a lot of cities in between. Uh, the majority of the events are free, 
you can find the full schedule events on our website at ftladw.com, as well as on our social media, which you can find under Fort Lauderdale Art and Design I love it. And that begs the question, what event are you most looking forward to as a part of Fort Lauderdale Art and Design? So some of the some of the events that I'm personally looking forward to, um, we're actually launching a new event this year. I happen to live in the great city of Hollywood, Florida, which is home to more artists than you would actually come to know. And, 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 and you'll hopefully find out through a, a new event called Art Hollywood, which is an open studio uh, initiative, which is now actually taking the form of a, uh, of the, the second weekend as part of our art week, we've worked with the Hollywood Art and Culture Center uh, curator Megan Kent and the team there, as well as the Hollywood Community Redevelopment Agency uh, and Jill Weisberg from the CRA to collect uh, a big group of artists in Hollywood to make them their studios open and available and even find uh, some new public spaces that they could pop up at for those that might not have uh, public facing studios. So the community can discover some of these great artists that live and work in Hollywood. We're adding a bunch of interesting uh, tours, demos, and other components on there, including a special uh, guided tour of the downtown Hollywood mural project during the daytime uh, on Saturday, January the 28th at 2 p.m., led by the project manager and curator, Jill Weisberg. We're also going to have demos at uh, Hollywood Hot Glass, which is in the Arts Park. There will also be some pop-up studios in the Arts Park. Um, and we're going to have a kickoff reception, gallery talk, and tour of the current exhibition at the Hollywood Art and Culture Center, uh, which is the 2022 Florida Biennial, uh, led by their curator, Megan Kent, who's one of the most brilliant curators that we have in Broward County and, and probably even in all of South Florida. Uh, so that event you can find, it's being uh, called Art Hollywood. It's a first annual installment. Um, so that's one that I'm personally looking forward to attending and participating. And we have various other components within all forms of art and design. We actually have worked over the last couple of years with the American Institute of Architects local chapter, uh, which is AIA Fort Lauderdale. They've um, found a lot of value in the platform that we've created and have worked with us, uh, I believe now going on the fifth year to uh, create and host uh, their annual architecture fair during the art and design week, where they host a series of artist talks, uh, receptions, uh, sorry, architecture talks and receptions, They've also hosted uh, walking tours, charrettes, um, and different workshops and different uh, experiences for those that are fans of architecture and design to learn from some of our most brilliant architects locally in the community. This year, we're also excited to have the first Moss mural in Broward County uh, be unveiled at the AC Hotel uh, by Marriott in Fort Lauderdale Beach as part of a collaboration that my partner has coordinated with Plant the Future, which is a phenomenal uh, series of artists themselves. And this is gonna be a mural unlike anything we've ever seen in Broward County before. Uh, so that'll be 
Thursday, January the 26th. There is some other really cool events. If, um, if you've never been to Regina's Farm, which is uh, an urban farm in the Sable Bend neighborhood of Fort Lauderdale that generally has a year-long wait to eat at, we're helping uh, food lovers and uh, culture lovers skip the wait and join us for a fundraiser to benefit our Fort Lauderdale Art and Design Week efforts on Sunday, January the 22nd, beginning at 5 p.m. Uh, that's a pretty unique, special place, and you, you definitely won't leave there hungry. They, they put out a, a true Brazilian feast, very authentic. And the last one I would say, um, we do have the Hollywood Art Walk taking place during the first week of Fort Lauderdale Art and Design Week. I happen to lead tours uh, for free at 7 to 9 p.m. of the Art Walk, including the galleries, the artisan market, some of the pop-up studios. And if you're uh, not able to make the Art Walk that night on Saturday, January 21st, the opening day of the Art Week, and you happen to be in the Fort Lauderdale area, one of the coolest events that we have that's actually been an annual event participating over the last couple of years is something called the Anna Floa Tree, uh, which is actually celebrating their 10-year anniversary, hosted by uh, one of my favorite people in Broward County, Jarris Evans, a.k.a. Quick the Poet. It is a spoken word showcase unlike anything you've ever seen hosted at the Broward Center for Performing Arts in downtown Fort Lauderdale. Uh, he is probably one of the most notable, accomplished, and established spoken word poets in South Florida. Uh, and he brings in every year a series of local um, and national uh, recognized and respected spoken word poets as part of this showcase. Uh, so that you could find at the Broward Center for Performing Arts taking place Saturday, the 21st at 8 p.m. And those are a few, <laughs> a few of the events that I'm looking forward to and a few of the events that I would generally uh, encourage people to check out if they're looking to take part of the week. I love it. A lot of exciting things on offer Definitely check out the Fort Lauderdale Art and Design Week website. You can also explore events going on on the Art Matcher app. Um, it's funny you mentioned Megan Kent at the Hollywood Art and Culture Center. I actually spent all morning this morning uh, installing our art tags at the Art and Culture Center Hollywood with Megan Kent. She's a brilliant curator. You can now find work from that upcoming Florida biennial uh, on the Art Matcher app, you can go to the space, tap the tags, learn more, save work for later, um, and definitely come through to the biennial opening Friday, January 27th at the Hollywood Art and Culture Center. It's going to be really fun. Uh, so, Evan, I'm curious, community seems to be kind of the through line through these projects, through Zero Empty Spaces, through Fort Lauderdale Art and Design Week. Uh, and community is really central to our mission here at Art Matcher as well. Could you please speak to, to the importance of art for community building or for the importance of community for art and artists? It depends how much time you have. Um, <laughs> community for, I mean, I, I'm a very passionate community builder and, and I, I truly want the best for my community. I happen to be born and raised here in Broward County. Uh, I've thankfully and fortunately have traveled uh, throughout the country and, and now to different parts of the world where I've seen the impact of art and the arts 
in terms of shaping communities and establishing uh, destinations. We're all aware, I'm sure, of the impact of uh, Wynwood and Art Basel uh, as it relates to Miami being arguably one of the most well-cultured destinations, at least in North America, if not potentially in the world, um, through their embracing and support of the arts. And we found that 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 level of support and that model of support can and should be transferable to other cities and other communities because I always tell people, you know, nobody really wants to live in a city or a community uh, devoid of art where it's dark and gray, you know, just brick brown buildings, no murals, no life, color vibrancy. Nobody wants to live in a community where they just, you know, go to work, go home, rinse and repeat, and there's no color, there's no culture, there's no vibrancy. Um, so art can be so many different things to so many people. Art can be communication, art can be history, art can be storytelling, uh, art can be an experience, art can be an event, art can be healing, therapy, and so many different things. Uh, and when you do embrace the arts, as we're doing with this Fort Lauderdale Art Design Week, uniting all of arts and culture institutions and artists that want to participate, and we don't charge them anything to participate, um, it really has the ability to bring new members of the community out to discover things they might not have known existed in their community, which inherently increases civic pride. And when you have people take more pride in their community, well, that leads to, <laughs> to countless benefits. But the one that I like to point out with my background being in staffing and recruiting, the arts really have an ability to attract and retain uh, people, specifically talented, skilled workers who want to live and work in a community. And once again, we've seen the impact of the arts contributing to those factors in places like New York City, Chicago, Los Angeles, Miami. And we really feel and believe if the stakeholders, the shareholders, the business community, government leaders, and the powers that be in Fort Lauderdale and Broward County, if they truly embrace the art to the level that they could and that they should, Broward County should be a world-class destination for people to not only uh, visit, but to live and work and call their home. And we hope through the continual evolution of Fort Lauderdale Design Week, which started with very humble beginnings, and now, as I mentioned, is spreading throughout the county to almost every city over uh, up, upwards of 100 events that uh, we really will continue fulfilling our, our mission, which we set out many years ago, of establishing Fort Lauderdale and Broward County as a world-class destination to view and interact with art. And we feel that we're, we're definitely on, on our way, but you know, still have a long way to go and a lot of work to do. So I hope that answered your question. I think that answered your question. And I'm certainly glad to speak to anybody about this till I'm blue in the face if they have any questions. Yeah, well, you you certainly you certainly did answer my question. I think that's great. I also have to say, I'm an art lover from Dallas, Texas, originally. So I really appreciate that you're building uh, this robust arts network in Broward County, you know, in Fort Lauderdale and Hollywood, etc. 
and not, say, Miami or Palm Beach. Can you speak to the uh, local arts community here in Broward County or the importance of local arts communities outside of the typical hubs, if you think, you know, New York or even Miami? Sure. Uh, I mean, in all reality, it's, it's very simple. Artists need space to create, collaborate, exhibit, sell, be discovered, and show, or they're going to have to seek other places to live, work, and continue pursuing their craft, their passion, their creative outlet, or their profession, wherever it may be. Um, we all, I'm assuming if you're listening to this podcast, we all know about the quote-unquote Winwood effect. Um, and Winwood, very simply, was a very blighted industrial warehouse district where you were not stopping your car and you were not getting out uh, to look at murals or discover artists in art studios. But um, thankfully, Tony Goldman and a few uh, few other developers and people in the commercial real estate space that happened to like art um, took a liking to this midtown area of Miami, which never really was much of anything, um, and initially gave artists space to create uh, and then eventually had those artists become discovered and collected by ultimately real estate developers um, who then ultimately built up the area to the point that Wynwood became the mecca for street art, for murals, for public art. Um, ultimately, the way the end of the Wynwood effect story goes is that led to overdevelopment, gentrification, and the artists can't really afford to be there anymore. Uh, but it shows that it is a, a proven model that art can revitalize communities. And hopefully we can take some of the learning lessons from this Winwood effect um, and from some other similar cities that redeveloped by utilizing the arts to make a sustainable model. I know the city um, of Fort Lauderdale has made some efforts. They, they have given some funds to some developers to try to establish uh, some new arts areas. It's, it's you know, TBD and, and yet still to be seen the impact of that. But um, I'm a firm believer that artists need space to create, collaborate, and, and, and everything else in between. And that's why, well, it's part of the reason why uh, we're continuing to further our Zero Empty Spaces mission, where we take these vacant commercial real estate spaces, primarily retail, and we're not gentrifying anybody. We're not um, displacing anybody. It's a fully transparent model that we're activating vacant space until it's permanently leased, um, at which point we try to move the artist to the next available space. Um, and hopefully through initiatives like that and through hopefully the creation of more permanent art spaces, uh, we can continue to have these hubs, not just in Fort Lauderdale, but even in places like in Pompano with the Bailey Arts Contemporary Center, um, AKA the Baca, or in Pembroke Pines in Studio 18, another city-owned and funded dedicated art space um, that these really can serve a valuable purpose uh, as we've seen proven to be successful and beneficial in various places. You go to a place like Boston or, you know, obviously New York, there's no shortage of artist studios. There's no shortage of artist residencies. And as a result, there's no shortage of art. There's no shortage of culture. Uh, we really really do need to embrace these proven successful models and hopefully that'll continue to provide 
space, opportunities, uh, and a long runway for artists to be able to continue pursuing their craft in a place like Broward County. I love it. That's that's so well said. It's all about art, artists, culture, making these communities better, richer, more attractive, and then those communities in turn looking out for the artists and those culture makers uh, and actually allowing them to continue to do what they do and support them to do it better. That's great. Fantastic, Evan. Thank you again for coming on the Art Matcher podcast. Everyone, please check out Zero Empty Spaces. Please check out the Fort Lauderdale Art and Design Week. And you can see all of this, all of what that has to offer on the Art Matcher app. Thank you again, Evan. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into the Art Matcher podcast. We had an interesting discussion, a great time, and we hope you did too. Please tune in for next week's episode and like, share, and follow. For more information about the app, you can check out our website at artmatcher.com or look us up on social. Stay safe and be artful.